You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. I have one job to bring you great information to help you create a better practice and a better life. And this is a crazy special edition of our podcast. I always had this dream to create an awesome podcast booth and we've created it. And until now, I've only interviewed guests virtually. Now we're bringing people into the studio. And today I bring in my first guest, Dr. Barrett Straub, who is an amazing human being. And he's also our CEO and an amazing dentist in this process. And we talk about PPOs and IPAs and what you need to know about both of them. So check it out. Hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Well, here we go. This Do is it. the inaugural. Po- Cheers. Cheers. All right. So just so you guys know, this is the inaugural. Now, just I I, I, I mean, full disclosure. I mean, Dr. Barrett Straub, who is a dear friend of mine and the CEO here, is making my dream come true because I'm the crazy guy here. I'm the idea guy. Like I cre- there's a picture of pig pen up here. And there's a reason why, because I create messes everywhere. He cleans my messes up. <laughs> and so one of my dreams of all time was to create a podcast booth that was like Irish pub ish. So we could just do this. Nice. Turn the lights down. Absolutely. Turn the lights down. Like just, you know, like tell fish stories that get bigger and bigger. But also just enjoy the conversation of great people, you know, with a cocktail every right. once in a while, every once in a while we shouldn't, you know, we'll have to come up with a, with a name of this segment. Yes. You know, eventually. But I've always thought, I know I made it in life when I get paid to drink beer. And today is the day. We made it. I, we, paid to drink we've beer. officially like, made this it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And so while you're drinking IPAs, I had to switch over because I couldn't drink. <laughs> so you're, you're a little softer. It's you okay. know what? I'm 52. I don't even care anymore. But like, I, I actually, you know, everybody makes fun of me or not makes fun of me because I haven't had a beer. I actually I did have a beer this weekend, but like I stopped drinking beer in September. Cause I just wasn't feeling good. I mm-hmm. had some, and I still have a glass of wine or I love tequila. I love, um, vodka. I feel so much better just making better choices. Do you know why you don't feel good when you drink beer? Why? Beer and hops. I just read this releases histamines. Okay. And some people that t- 
so histamines is like in, in part of the reaction when you have when you have a foreign body reaction or you get sick, your body releases histamines. That's what makes you feel ill. So a lot of people, when they say, I, I don't feel good when I drink beer, it's actually biologically a well, reason. I'm releasing a lot more than histamines. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too much information. But like, no, the, 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 I, and again, I don't care anymore. Like when I, I was telling Barrett before we hit the go button and Andy, thank you for so much for making my dream happen. Is like, I just enjoy being honest. So like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about today, but this is actually what happened in our, I mean, and you know, um, the truth of it is, is like, I just, I was having these pains in my left foot. And so I, on spring break last year, um, two of my buddies that we went on spring break with, with our families, they're like, Oh, dude, your left foot is like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, it's so, it kills me. And we had IPAs the night before and we had, and I love IPAs and my foot had blown up and they're like, you have gout. Like, and I'm like, okay. So one of them was taking medication. The other one's not. And so I just stopped drinking beer and I late well as you can see it was spring break it took me until yeah. September to figure that out right. but I feel fantastic and so um I don't even know why I'm sharing that but I'm so excited so so no more gout so no more gout. I actually have not had any pain in my left foot for a quite a while I feel fantastic when you had gout is it like does your foot swell up or does it just hurt it would hurt and it would swell a little bit. Now it didn't look like twice the size of the other, but it, it would like green. No, I would get up and I, I would yeah. walk. And my wife would go, what's wrong? I'm like, oh my gosh, it would hurt so bad. Even the dog would look at me and like, oh, dude, what's your problem? I'm like, my left foot is killing me. So, um, so if that's helpful at all, but that's great. But today we're going to be talking about, <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited as you can imagine. Um, a lot of planning went into this podcast, like four minutes. Four minutes. Right, maybe. Which ex exceeded the previous <laughs> podcast so I just we're did. We're going to hear a lot of this for the first time as well, which will be now, a what, lot of fun. Okay, full he's got answers on the back of your so cards. I have zero answers. Kirk like, is, you have, yeah, Kirk has some questions about PPOs. And and as you can see, I have a lot of them, and you have questions about beer. I have some trivia questions about IPA and <laughs> beer. So we'll, we'll, uh, I get to test Kirk as well. So okay. Yeah. So th we're doing this. Uh, it's Monday morning. It's not Monday morning. It's Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock or ish. Now, just so you guys know, like Mondays are our biggest day. So we always teach you guys like Monday, we give everything to our team. We have our morning meeting, Barrett and I have an alignment meeting. So I'm the visionary. He's the integrator in this great company. And then we go to our traction team, which is our leadership team. Then we go to our, our entire team and then we go into priorities. So today we did our PPO roadmap, which we're going to be talking about a lot. And then we have little things that we get done. Now for you, you always look good at the end of a Monday, but I'm pretty beat, you know? And so this is, this might be our regular segment like is, it. yeah. So if I don't make sense, if I'm like, <laughs> if I just start going, rah, 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 my brain is really small. Barrett has a fully developed brain. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I'm just so excited you guys are here. So um, at the very least, make sure you join us for any of the courses we're doing. So we built this amazing. We always wanted to make CE fun. And I would tell you at the end of the day, like I have one goal and we have one goal. Our entire company is about making your practice and your life better. So we also like to have a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a straight lace company that doesn't have any fun, we are not your people. <laughs> but if you come and hang out with us, I might sequester you, steal you, put you in a podcast. It's okay if you don't drink. I'm going to make you drink something, coffee, water, whatever. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. 
There's no answers to these questions. So let's jump into it. What do you think? Let's do it. Because our, so wives, we our, wives, probably... our wives will be mad if we don't, you know, right. get ready. This is a three-hour podcast. Right. All we right. should probably tell the audience what we're going to talk about today. All right, let's go. Let's you go title. first. So PPO Roadmap. Okay, so we've been working on this for, what, a long time? Long time. Okay. And tell tell everybody the genesis of it, how we got started on it. So it's called the Act Dental PPO Roadmap. Yes. We're launching it July 8th. We're going to provide the link of, you know, how to sign up. But really, we want to we want to be able to guide Dennis through the steps, the thinking first, the mindset, and then the steps for reducing their dependence on insurance. Right. You know, PPOs are, uh, are ingrained in the dental industry, and, and a lot of dentists want to reduce the amount of PPOs, but don't quite know how. And uh, we don't we didn't feel there's a good guide out there, so we said we should create it. Yes, absolutely. And step by step by step. And so, um, you know, and I, th- I think it's important people know a little bit of your story. Sure. Like, um, so how you and I got together, your practice. So, you know, um, I'm, the, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the guy behind, you know, the curtain here, but you're the guy that makes it all happens, but you have your own practice. And yes. can you just tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah. Quick story. Uh, Dr. Barrett Straub, I practice in Port Washington, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. town of 10,000 people, about half hour North of Milwaukee. It's a very small town. Very small town. It's a great, <laughs> awesome beautiful town, town right on Lake Michigan. Um, about 10, 12 years ago, I was a client of yours. Yes. I don't exactly remember the, the, the year, but, um, and it was transformative. I was with, you know, um, I went through the coaching program. It transformed me as a leader, transformed the practice. I have a great ROI on it that I'm still realizing. In fact, I tell people all the time, the ROI on coaching comes Years and years and years and years later. Okay, let me stop you though, yeah. because I remember your face in the front row. <laughs> it was Eddie Morales's study club here yeah. in Milwaukee. Yeah. Eddie, if you're listening, you remember that day. And you're like, I really enjoyed today, but I don't believe you that you could actually create an overhead like that. And you you were calling my bluff a little bit. I really enjoyed and your team was having a great time. And you were not an easy sell. No. You were hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, well, I was, you know. I was a young dentist, and I knew I knew from day one that I was going to hire a coach someday. <laughs> had you had a coach before no. that? I well, see. I, I don't my, even know. My predecessor, my mentor, did. So when I okay. first when I first uh, joined my practice for about a year before I took before I bought it, um, we worked with a coach a little bit. Okay. So I had some experience, and I knew I was going to work with a coach. And I had to find the right one. So I was kind of like over the course of two three years interviewing coaches, if you will, not interviewing, okay. but you know getting exposed to them. And then every coach, it was money, 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 money. Right. It's all about production, all about money, which, and I like money and I want to make as much as possible. But right. then I heard you and I'm like, oh, this is my guy. Cause you talked about being a leader, being a dad, being a good person. Right. And I'm like, okay, this guy, this Kirk guy, he fits my core value. So, so I made it through your interview. You did. In full disclosure, colors, you suck colors. at interviewing. <laughs> I, to this day, I still. <laughs> no, just to have fun because Barry and I've had many, like, I'm like, you got to do the interview. You know, you do the No, you do it. You do it. You do it. You're a good human being. You're an, Thank you. You're Likewise. an exceptional human. But so I made it through. Made it through. Did coaching. Loved it. Um, and then one day, I don't know, we reach out. We're t- we kept in touch a little bit. And, you, and you're like, dude, I just moved back to Wisconsin. Let's have lunch. I'm like, no kidding. So we Water had lunch, Street Brewery. Water Street Brewery, Grafton, Wisconsin. 
And um, I don't know, came up at lunch, like you, you're like, you should, you should start working with us. I'm like, I would love that. Yeah. So we started speaking a little bit and, and um, you know, getting my feet wet and act. And then all of a sudden it just kind of became, we became a fit as a leadership team. And one thing led to a lot of things led to another and stars aligned and here I am. Yeah. And I and love I, every minute of it. I do. And I love every minute of it. You know how I, I always say this, like, God is always looking out for me. I don't think for a second that any of this is an accident. Like I really do. I, it's a God moment like that. The, I mean, it's funny to call going to Water Street Brewery a God moment, but <laughs> hey, it, it was a God moment. Ways. It works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always looking out for me. Yeah. You know, God is good all the time. So like uh, when I met you and then um, so many things have evolved in this whole process. And so if you guys have read the book Traction, please read it. Or um, you read any of the books that Gino Wickman has, you'll see why this relationship works like Barrett is he's the he's the he's the straight man he understands it he also gets the vision like I can be absolutely crazy at times and he'll go calm down breathe in you know and he makes it all happen so it's so interesting because you know a lot of the people listening are leaders own their own practice leaders in their own right And, and we as leaders have um we have egos we have pride and and I think sometimes we tell ourselves I should or can be all things, all people. Right. I should be the leader that can be a visionary and the implementer, the execution. And, and what I've learned through this is no one can be everything. Right. No one can be perfect at all phases. And, and, and when you surround yourself with the right people that have skill sets that kind of fill in your blind spots, it's amazing. It is amazing. Not only can you accomplish more, but work is just more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll see more of this because we're going to do more and more of this. Our one goal, we have one goal. You guys keep showing up at the podcast. Even if you're a young dentist, you're like, crap, this is hard. I have a lot of debt. Listen, we got your back. We got you. Like, just keep showing up because all of this stuff that you experience, we want nothing more than you to have a great practice and a great life. And I get it. Like I've screwed up more than anyone listening, like anyone listening. I have done the stupidest stuff ever. And you, we could probably make a whole podcast out of that. You're like, but we're, let's not, <laughs> or maybe we will. I think we should. We're I think both, it would be like, I don't care anymore. So yeah. it's all good. But like, you know, the vulnerability piece is like, a, you know, running a business is freaking hard. You run three businesses. Is it easy? <laughs> it's really hard. Wait, tell us more. What do you mean? Tell us more. Well, uh, running, being the, being a leader is hard. Yeah. Running businesses is hard um, because it, con- it takes constant effort, constant attention. Um, and I love being a leader. Yeah. Because I, I want that. God built you for that, I believe. And some, it is hard to be the, the person that needs to have the answer. Because yes. Because when you sometimes don't have the answer. You and know. it's okay. It's okay not to have the answer. Absolutely. You just have to be vulnerable enough to admit it. Right. And ask your team or those looking to you is like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out together. 100%. 100%. And this is a joke, but it's not a joke that without a Barrett Straub, I would just be that crazy uncle that you guys would meet at Christmas that has a new idea all the time that you just stop listening to after a while. You're like, I'm just going to stop listening to that guy. Cause every time I see him every Christmas, he's got a new idea and he never does anything. So, um, well, you know, your the, your amazing skill set is ideas and vision. And we talk a lot, you and I about like, you're going to have, you're going to have a hundred ideas a week. A day. A day, probably. I should and, see a therapist. And we've got to just filter down that <laughs> list. Uh, there, and in that hundred, there's some brilliant 
organizational changing, life improving ideas. One or two we out got, of a hundred. We've got to pull them out. And then where I can take over is how to actually get that done. Yeah. You know, and so that's why you make a great team. That is an awesome team. And so if you, if you guys can see what's really going on in this, reach out to Barrett and give him extra support because you got to find the one out of 100 ideas. That I, I mean, some of them are really dumb. Right. right. Like the hot air balloon idea. That was terrible. You know, I, I still like it. <laughs> You're lying I through am, your teeth. All right. So let's get back All to right, the task at hand. Your roadmap. All right. Or else our wives are going to kill us. Uh, so let's go here. Um, so just to tell you guys what we're up to, we have been working on this for a very long time, 25 years of doing this. We have been over and over and over again. Um, this is a moving target. Being a dentist in the United States and being a part of a dental practice in which you own, it is difficult. Like I get it. We coach practices every day. And I want to tell you, like, that's one that it brings so much joy to my heart to talk to a dentist, whether they be young, they're mature, even like some of my favorite stories are young female dentists and they're like scared to death. And my favorite thing is to tell them, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You are going to be okay. But you understand, I do, I don't quite understand your situation. I don't want to say that, but I do understand where you're business is at and helping you move away from that. And it's so much fun. And there's a young female dentist that we coach and you know who she is, but month four, she actually turned a profit and she's just in month four. And our game forever is to create leaders, leaders who create other leaders to protect this great profession. And a big piece of that is understanding how to run a business and how to get out of PPOs. And so I want, I want to start here. So as you guys can see, look, like, look at this. We got, I got a little goldfish thing going here. I got all the questions I want to ask Barrett. So settle in. This is going to be a five hour podcast. I Do said it. three hour, but I'm going to change it. So this morning in our team meeting, so our coaches are amazing. And I was writing as they were talking, you brought this up. PPOs is a shrinking margin issue in dentistry. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. First, I, th I think we have to say that when we brought the PPO roadmap to the public, yeah. or w it will in July 8th, we brought it recently to our clients, but <clears throat> We by no means are anti-PPO. Not at all. We are pro-insurance independence. And so sometimes the narrative in dentistry becomes, you got to cut all your PPOs. You got to become fee-for-service. It's the only way to do it. Right. And we love fee-for-service. I personally have been doing it my whole career. I love the model. However, um, every practice is unique and every dentist is unique and they've got to find their own sweet spot. So we like, we're proposing, we're launching the idea of insurance independence. And what that means is you have enough payers or hundred percent payers where you get a hundred percent of your fee mm -hmm. that if you stopped all your PPOs the next day, you could still be profitable enough to pay your bills. Right. So when, when, when you have enough people that are choosing to come to you, when they see the value in your practice and they're willing to pay your full fee, then it becomes easier to maybe lower um, the amount of PPOs you're on or lower your dependence on insurance. And um, that's a good day yeah. when you know that, because we all became dentists for, and we bought our own practices and we we're business owners in part for freedom. Right. 
We want to control our own destiny. We want to practice the way we want, with who we want, on who we want. Okay, go back to that, because I know your story. Yeah. I know why you became a dentist. Can you give us a little glimpse of that? Why I became a dentist? Well, is it because you want to make a ton of money and you love aesthetics? No. Okay. And, that, and that's part of why I chose you instead of some other coaches was it wasn't about the money. Right. It, it, I want to make a good living. Right. But I just want to impact lives. I want, right. I want to, I want people to look and say, yeah, Barrett's a good guy and he helps people and the world's just a little bit better place because I walked in it. And yeah. that's kind of my goal. And dentistry is a amazing opportunity to do that. I mean, if we really think about the number of lives we can impact, right. Small impact, a great impact every day, we come across so many people. Um, it's a great profession. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to paraphrase the story and totally butcher it, but one of your best buddies, yep. his dad was a dentist. Yes. And grew up across the street from Dr. Mark Matera. Why? What did you see in him that made you even consider dentistry? Well, I always wanted to go into medicine or okay. some health care and, and I grew up across the street. I was in Dr. Matera's basement, you know, hanging out with Tony and yeah. like, he lives a really good life. Why? Cause he's around his kids yeah, and he's going, you know, he coached our softball team and um, he was around, right. and, you know, and I was weighing medical school versus dental school. And even yeah. one of my buddies whose father was a physician, he said, ah, my dad's not around a lot. Yeah. You know, just, he said, just weigh that. He's my dad's gone a lot. And, yeah. You know, I saw Dr. Matera and he's around all the time. And I said, yeah. that's more of the lifestyle that I want. I love those stories because typically if you're listening, you chose dentistry for a similar story. It's never usually a, a, a monetary or a, there's a person, there's a person at the crossroads. There's a person that pushes you in that direction. You're like, I knew so-and-so and there's just something about what he or she had. I, I had to have it. Like right. I had to have it. And so, um, I love it. I love it. I love it. And so go back to the freedom thing. And so one of the things you mentioned in our team meeting, which I freaking love, I actually wrote it down. So let's talk about this. You talk about the shrinking, shrinking margin, margin for yes. high. Now you said that you're going to get in the high volume game. So this is why I need notes <laughs> because this guy, whenever he talks, I'm like, holy crap, that's really good. I got to write that down. You said it, you're going to get into the high volume game if you're a single doc, or if you have a private practice, you're also going to have less capacity. And then you also have more competition and high volume. Can you explain those three axioms? Yeah. So if you think about it, just from a purely economical philosophy, okay. the only reason that we give discounts in any sort of service or any product for that matter, which when you sign up for a PPO, you're saying, I accept a 10, 20, 30, 40% discount. I'm right. going to write it off. Right. And I'm willing to do that because the belief is that the volume of new patients or the volume of people accessing my practice because I'm on the list will outweigh the write-off. Right. Okay. That, by definition, is a high-volume method. Right. Okay. So whether dentists know it or not or made a conscious decision or not, they're in the high volume game. Now, why is a high volume game going to be challenging? We mm -hmm. know we know a few, we know a few things. One, we have a shrinking margin. Right. So every business is looking at I either sell a service or a product and there's a margin on profitability. 
And every business, I don't care who you are, is trying to increase that margin so your profitability goes up. Yeah. In the dental PPO world, the margin will decrease from here on out. It's only going to get lower. And and let me tell you why. One, what do we know from history? The dental reimbursement from insurances is shrinking. It's not going higher. Right. It's going lower. Right. And what's happening to our costs? They're They're going up. They're going to skyrocket right now in the last three years. So cost going up, reimbursement going down, margin is getting super tight. And that will just... That will continue. Right. I see no evidence that will ever reverse. Right. You, you've got other factors that are compounding this too. So let's say you're a private practice mm-hmm. owner. You have no idea, or maybe you do have some idea, that you're competing with the big DSOs that are actually getting discounted rates yep. on their reimbursements plus their supplies. They don't pay the same for there's your you don't pay the same for your supplies as they pay for their supplies correct yeah absolutely so the when you're in the high volume game that's where economies of scale matter a lot right and so when you're when DSOs and some of the big box dentals they have economies of scale and efficiencies because of their size that it's just going to be really difficult to compete with in the volume game as a single or, or two dentist practice. Right. No, but we're not going to leave you there because here's what most people do. They leave you there and go, it's just going in that way. Yeah. I don't believe that for one second. Absolutely. What I believe and what I know you believe is you can actually make more. You yeah. can actually work less if you know what you're doing. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a roadmap. Now, I get it. If you're listening, you're like, okay, I get it. But like, I don't know how to do this. Don't worry. We got your back. We're going to help you every step of the way because what we're going to show you is you don't have to build four more apps. You don't have to build a second location and a third location and a fourth location to hopefully get the you know end result that you're hoping so that you can get out of this. You can actually do extremely well and get paid full fee for what you do, even if you don't believe it right now. Absolutely. If you just stick to the rails, correct? Well, yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, once you're in the this vicious cycle of the high volume game, it's hard to get out. Right. Because you're working harder because you have all these patients that you need to see and you got to see a lot of them because mm-hmm. you're writing off 30%. Right. Okay. And when that happens, a patient that wants that has no insurance that wants to pay you full fee, they can't get in for 6 weeks because your new patient schedule is booked out. Right. So they go elsewhere. And so it becomes harder and harder and harder to break out of that all the while your margin is shrinking. And so if, you know, Dennis, we need to stand back at our, and look at our practices um, as if we're a third party looking at it and say, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. Right. I have to think smarter and think differently about who I allow in my practice and, and the business strategies so that I can increase that margin. It doesn't mean you got to cut all your PPOs ever. Right. Um, but we're going to, the roadmap is going to show you how to identify maybe some that shouldn't be on your list so that you can become a little more independent of insurance, see more people that are going to pay you hundred percent of your fee. And then you can work a little less a, and a little easier and, and be a better dentist and a better dad and yeah. a better leader because you're not running with roller skates on. You're talking my jam now. Cause I'm so glad you went that direction because You know, the whole idea is, listen, you guys stick to the rails, follow the PPO roadmap. My big thing is time. 
Mm-hmm. Being 52 years old, I said this this week. I used to watch Days of Our Actually, I never watched it. I just sat on the floor while my mom had Days of Our Lives play. And they had the hour, you know, the hourglass going. And at the top of the show, you always had the, all the sand. And it was at the top. And I thought, gosh, this is going to go on forever. Well, now I'm on the bottom side of it. <laughs> and time goes fast. And I'm here to tell you guys, our best docs, and they do extremely well in this whole process, they don't work 209 or 228 days a year. They work 172. Some of our docs work in the 160s, 150s, and they make a great living. And let me just say this. If you're producing, I'm just going to, I want to lay this out because I care about you guys, is there's a certain point where you're only going to make so much as a dentist. And I heard Frank Spears say that years ago. And I was like, wow, it was a great like half hour speech. He's like, listen, bottom line is you're only going to make so much as a dentist unless you just go crazy and you start owning practices everywhere. And the government's going to take so much after that. Yep. It's just it. So like the whole idea is you got to get good at wanting what you have. And if you love a life, you know, netting a certain amount of money, the government's going to take 37 to 41% of it, no matter how creative you get. And you're going to give up time in order to do that. What we're proposing is I want you to have a great life. I want you to look at your practice and go, I love it. You know, it's not perfect, but I love going to work. I only work 172 days a year. I make a phenomenal living and it's awesome. (laughs) If you're the person who's like, I don't have a life. You need help. Like, I'm just telling you, you got it. You need help. I talk to dentists all the time and they go, how you, I say, how you doing? They go, it's crazy, man. I go, what do you mean? It's awesome. It's crazy. I'm like crazy busy. I'm like, so how you doing? I'm working five days a week, man. I actually am working till seven. It's nuts. I'm thinking about getting a second location. I go, what time you get home? 830. I'm like, do you have kids? And they go, yes, I have three. I go, how? Six, four, two. I'm like, dude, that is not success. And I don't make them feel bad, but I'm like, you're going to blink and you're going to be me in no time. And you're going, why did I even do that? So the whole idea, and I don't want you to feel bad if you're listening, is like, get back on path, whatever it is. If you want to ramp it up and just go the PPO route, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. I'm totally cool with that. But the what we're going to propose here, and we're going to give you a free download at the end, where you can download it and we're going to walk you through it. We got your back. We're going to spend a lot of time showing you how to go through all this is that you're going to be able to compete in the private area. Now I want you to describe this because I showed you my slides before we went live on the masterclass and I had it, you know, PPO participation. Then I had accepting assignment, but um, submitting, you know, and then not accepting assignment. Can you explain that? And you simplified it. Yeah. For our, for, for our roadmap and our definition, we define fee for service. There's a line between fee for service and PPO. So, Fee for service means the patient's going to pay you 100% of your fee. Okay, pause right there because that needs a lot of explanation. Yep. So obviously when you're on a PPO list, when you're contracted, you're gonna, you've are gonna you contractually obligated to write off X percent according to their fee schedule. Okay. Okay, so first things first, uh, every dentist listening, you need one fee schedule. So you've got to just make sure that you've got one fee schedule, your team bills out your full fee, you write, and you and you note the and you collect the data of the write off whether it doesn't matter how much it is if you're contractually obligated to do it because you need to know what it is so if you charge 1200 bucks for a crown and xyz insurance um, their allowed fee is 800 right you don't 
bill it out at 800 you bill it out at 1200 in Dentrix or EagleSoft so that you know that you're writing off 400 500 600 Okay, but go back to that. Why wouldn't every dentist do that? Like, that makes complete sense, but why wouldn't I have my full fee schedule in there? Like, of course. Right. Why? Because 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 they're going to be appalled at the end of the month and how much we write off. Right, right. And right. and and, and dentistry is hard because you got to do dentistry, so you can't always be up at the front desk making sure that your admin team is doing the best practices. And a lot of dentists, I believe, my prediction is a lot of dentists out there feel or think their team is billing out their one full fee, and I they're agree. not. I agree. Uh, and, and no fault there. It's just hard. It's hard to do all everything all the time. Right. But we got to we got to bill out our full fee, um, and then we just have to fee for service means you're getting 100 percent of your fee. And that doesn't matter. It, you can ha- take assignment of benefits or you can be fully fee for service where you charge a patient 100 percent, bill their insurance and they, they collect their insurance check. Um, both in our definition fit into fee for service. So we, that can get too complex. We just break it in. Do you get 100 percent of your fee right. or do you not get 100 percent of your fee? When I have lots of patients that I accept assignment of benefits. Right. So we estimate what their insurance will cover. Right. We charge them the difference. We bill the insurance. Right. We get the EOB back. And if we're wrong, we bill them for the remainder. And right. our patients know that they're they're on the hook for a hundred percent of the fee. Okay, two pieces to this. Number one, I think you would agree with this. You gotta learn how to charge your full fee because we do have a lot of practices that we coach. We go in to see them and they're in the fortieth percentile. And they're dealing with the sympathetic pieces of, well, you don't understand. Like I can't charge those kind of fees. So that's one piece of it too. And then there's also this limiting belief that you still have write-offs when you accept assignment. Can you speak about both of them? The first, the first one is you got to charge your full fee. Yeah. You got to write off your, you got to charge your full fee. The only write-offs that I write off are what I want to write off. Explain that. What does that mean? Out of the goodness of my heart. Or we remade a crown because it failed. Or, you know, Bob just got diagnosed with cancer. I'm not going to charge him today. And you make the call. And I just say uh, professional discount per doctor. Right. And so most of our adjustments are, you know, we have some sometimes a 5% pay in full discount, stuff like that. But just like purely write off, it's just when I feel like it. Okay. And I and I love to write stuff off. Yeah. Too, and my team's like, you gotta stop being so generous. You're right. We're writing off way too much. You have way too many friends. That's the yeah, problem. Right. And you're tight with your high school buddies. That's yes. the problem. Because yes, those and family members, you're like, don't worry. Just put her in the schedule, right? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. Those are your choices. Family's always great. Yeah. They're in the- <laughs> that's a whole nother yeah, episode. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, that's nother a whole episode. Podcast, yeah. Okay. So um and you and I, we spend a lot of time working with dentists. You're yeah. in an amazing, you're in a many study, study clubs. And, uh, and this fall, we're going to start working with dentists that are at uh, Marquette and with, in conjunction with the WDA. And some of these younger dentists, we love them, but they often don't feel like they feel valued. Yeah. So, you know, you've seen it where you're like, why are you charging like $700 for a crown or $800 for a crown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to Panky, they're going to Doss and they're going to all these things. I'm like, why, why do we undervalue ourselves so much in dentistry with the, our full fee schedule? Why? It's, it's a great question. And, and just as you were asking that question, I'm thinking about 
kind of the progression of a dentist. And we have a young, we have young dentists and I was there where it is about making money because you got some bills to pay. Right. And so you need to produce and you need to collect. And um, you watch that bottom line number pretty closely every month. Right. And oftentimes that results in accepting some PPOs and sometimes a lot of PPOs. Right. Either that's because the practice you're hired in or you bought a practice that did that. And so sometimes that's just becomes your reality, accidental or not. Mm -hmm. And then you get to most dentists get to a point where it becomes a little less about the money and a little more about um, or hopefully it does eventually become a little less about the money and more about your core values. What kind of what kind of dentistry do you want to do? Um, how do you want your days to look and feel? And that's the that's a fun time in practice because you get to start crafting it. Yeah. However, I don't believe that we've uh, provided enough tools for dentists to be able to reverse the PPO reality that they find. Once you're in, it's harder to get out unless you have some guidance. Right. And the dental industry, we just there hasn't been great guidance uh, right. on how to get out of some of these, and that's kind of what why we're here. Right. And we used to use the whole phrase like the boiled frog syndrome, but I don't know if that's really an accurate thing. But the truth of it is, and the I want you to go back to that, is your team members are not really trained well at front. So you go in with full good intentions and then you get on a whole bunch of PPOs and all of a sudden the phone calls come in and I'll, I'll be one of the team members at the front of, you know, I just don't like your head spinning around with green puke coming out because you see these empty chairs. So I feel the pressure of fielding these phone calls and flooding your practice. And what you don't know is that you're flooding the practice with more and more of these patients. And before you know it, you look up and you go, holy crap, I wrote off a third of what I produced last year, which in reality means you worked one out of every three days for free. Now let that sink in. We're not going to leave you there. We're going to get you out of there. But your team members don't know any better because they know how important it is to fill a chair. And they have to be trained on this, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what you just said there is so powerful. So I just want to pause there. We hear Dennis all the time talk about, I produced this. I had 52 new patients last month. Um, I just have people breaking down the door. But we know then we look in the numbers like you're, but you're writing off 35% of every dollar you produce. Right. And I, part of me says you'd be better off at least to start cut a day. Yeah. You can, you can make the same amount. 100%. By working three days a week instead of four. Yeah. Cutting those PPOs, getting rid of that discount. And we're not saying do that, but the math doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. I'm going to continue to work harder for decreasing margin. Um, and when you have decreasing margin and you have, and you have all these PPO patients coming in, you have less capacity right. for the hundred percent payers. It's getting more and more competitive and it just becomes harder and harder. And so we watch, we watch Dennis all the time, chase production, chase new patients without looking at the adjustments in the bottom line and really doing business thinking, how do I, work less and make more? Or right. how do I just work smarter and make more? Right. Or how do I, time is a new rich, as you like to say, how do I create more time in my life and make the same? Yeah. Or create a lot more time in my life and only make five or 10% less. Right. But that five or 10% allows me to be an amazing dad, husband. I mean, these are the kinds of things 
life-changing scenarios that I think this roadmap is going to help some dentists do. Oh, I don't think. I know. Yeah. Because this is a lifelong effort of ours. This yeah. is not like, a, oh, we're going to try something new. We're going to spend, we spent so much time. This is 25 years of me doing this. And I love hearing your story. I love hearing other people's stories. And at the end of the day, it is life. No, you're how old? You told me you're 40, 45. You're 45. I'm 52. If you guys are listening, you're all at different places. <laughs> I'm officially on the back nine. Yeah. Like 12, 12T. No, I'm not. Well, okay. Let's not go that far. Okay. I'm just teeing off. 11, I'm just teeing off. Yeah. I'm at the okay, turn. Right. All right. I'm at the turn. Right. I just had a salad, all right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. which has never happened on a yeah. golf course. Okay. So listen, but you start to realize like I have less time in front of me than I do behind me. And now like uh, my choices are different now in my age because they have to do two things. They got to bring me joy and they got to give me time. Yeah. That's all it is. The money thing, you know, it's all great. Everybody wants to make more money. It's okay. But I think if you're listening, this is like, okay, how do I create a great practice and a great life? And your point is exactly right. I get these stories, you know, I had a dentist come up to me in Minnesota and I'll never forget this. He's like, I produce $4 million a year. And everybody had left the room. Now, what's really interesting is being a speaker is the person that asks you the last question is always the most interesting because they don't want anybody, anybody else in the room. Right, right. It's like, I need your time. And so I sat there for 20 minutes and he's like, yeah, but my overhead's 80%. Now, you don't need to be an expert to know that nothing good's going on there. And there's no fun. He needs every crown every day, all the time. And he's got a lot of PPOs. And I don't, he didn't share with me his write-offs. I'm wishing everybody well, but there's a certain point where you build a machine and it's just not who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And what we're proposing is like, you don't have to get off of PPLs, but if you're in control of your destiny, it's amazing. Now I can already see how this is going to be a 30 podcast episode, yeah. but I want you to talk about this one, which our coaches brought up, which comes back to the core value issue. And so we asked our coaches this morning, like we went through all the details because we've been working really hard in this PPO roadmap. And one of the things we asked in our, our morning, I was like, okay, tell us the why you guys are talking to dentists every day one of our amazing coaches goes, listen, this is the big issue is they go into dentistry and they really want to serve. And then they struggle between serving and getting paid. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Serving the public doesn't mean giving it away, in my opinion. Right. So there is a mindset, there, there is a way to serve human beings by giving them great oral dental care and being a great provider it doesn't mean we got to do it for 30, 40% discount. Right. Free dental care doesn't equate to serving the public. Right. Okay. A misnomer that I feel is that we in, de- we in dentistry feel because patients call up and they say, do you accept my insurance? Right. We automatically feel like if we said no, they're going to go away or that insurance is crazy important to them and that they have to. And why is that? Because we've been ingrained through medical insurance that we can only see doctors if they're on our insurance. And in medicine, that's largely true. Mm -hmm. It's not the case in dentistry, but the public is, is that's how we think. Right. Okay. So the fact is that patients don't know what else to ask. Right. So they're based on medical insurance. That's how they, they ask the question when they come into the dental office. And so your dental team, because they don't know any better, they feel, oh my gosh, they, 
They are very important. They're very um, focused on insurance. Dentists feel that way. The truth is, I think there's it's further from the truth. When that same patient goes to the Home Depot and buys a refrigerator, they know they're paying 100%. Absolutely. When they go to the Ford dealership and buy a car, they know they're paying 100%. Right. They just don't ask the right question because they don't know what they don't know. Right. And so I think we as dentists... Um, do have that guilt about, um, we do live good lives. Right. We are blessed. We do make an above average income. And there's some, for whatever reason in dentistry, I think it's more than others. Um, there's more guilt. I think that's because it goes back to what you just said, that most dentists, it's not only about the money. Right. There's other reasons there. And yeah. it, because it is a service and it's a profession and it's healthcare and there's some ethics and morals that need to be ingrained there. It's not just about selling widgets and making as much money as possible. Right. You know, but that guilt is real. We have to we have to be a little more rational and logical about it, in my opinion, and say, I can do great service without giving it away. I totally agree. And our, you know, we've been blessed. We're not the biggest coaching company ever. Our, our company is actually fairly small in comparison to some of the big names. Uh, and we're not looking for everybody. We are looking for a specific type of dentist. So usually the lifelong er learner who cares about their, you know, their patients, their team, they go to advanced continuing education. This is not a means to an end. They really want to create value in people's lives. And so, you know, I get it. If you're just trying to make money, that's okay. I, I'm not here to make you feel bad. But like, I think the people that listening to this podcast, usually in any business, you guys know this, your value system usually attract to people that care about the same things. So the secret to marketing is just talk about things you care about. So if you keep showing up here, you're going to see, we're going to talk about life, being a better parent, being a better um, spouse, being around, you know, my favorite dentists never talk about like, oh, you should have seen this six unit case I did yesterday. I've never heard that from you. <laughs> you know, and you do unbelievable dentistry. And so I think that's the important thing is that, you know, I think life comes first. And so, right. you know, if you're listening to this, you know, I, I get it. Like we love this stuff. So keep showing up. You're going to see over and over again, we're going to keep bringing it over and over and again, inside information, a step-by-step -step process. And you can go to our website and get a copy of the PPO roadmap. Now, just like Barrett shared, we are not making this public until when? July, July 8th. Okay. We have spent a lifetime. I don't even know what version of the yeah, road. We're still finalized. I think yeah. it said 60 on the yeah. beginning. I mean, it's, yeah. we are working our tails off and making sure this is exquisite and on the money and we're going to improve it every year. And so if you want to go to actdental.com forward slash PPO, let me say that again, actdental.com forward slash PPO, you can download your own copy. You can have it. Go to work on it. Go to work on your with your team. Now, prior to that, you're prior to the date you're gonna get on a waiting list and we'll release it. Yeah. You can work on it. You're gonna see what we're working on. If you need help, we're gonna walk you through the steps of it. If you join Inner Circle or if you're lucky enough to get in our TTT to the top study club, you're gonna see we're gonna go through all these details. So you can check it out there. But the bottom line is this we got your back. We're gonna help you through this, all this. Uh and I just love it. So yeah, you know, in in Speaking of, you know, fear, another, another reason is fear. And, and when, when you're a single doc or you're a, a partnership and you talk about going off of PPOs, it becomes an insurmountable task because you don't know how to do it. Right. And sometimes leadership's a little lonely and you fear the ramifications. Right. But 
you can easily get rid of fear by having strategy, by having knowledge, by having a step-by-step process. And so one of the things I love about our roadmap is you you don't cut any PPOs until very late in the process. Right. And so the roadmap's going to walk, you know, Dennis through what data to collect. Knowledge is power. All of a sudden, you know, with this knowledge of the data, capacity, annual patient value, things like that, it's going to start to make sense. Some of the things I'm talking about, decreasing margin, working harder for less money, and why it might make sense to free up some of that time. It's going to start to make sense. And then all of a sudden, that last step of like, I'm actually going to get rid of my worst two performing PPOs, it becomes a very easy decision because you've collected the data. You've made some procedural operational changes that set your practice up for success. You've ranked your PPOs and you know which ones are your worst performing. You've trained your team. You've calibrated on mindset. The dropping the PPO is going to become one of the easiest steps, but only because we're going to walk Dennis through how to set themselves up for success versus not knowing, just hacking off that PPO and hope things go well. I love this. This is going to be so fun. We're going to do this every Monday. Sounds good. <laughs> I just well and told you for this. So we got to tell Katie, okay. you're going to, ha- okay, wait, okay. wait, as you can see, I went through two of my 14 cards and you have four of them. Yeah. Well, just fun. Oh, what, come on. Okay, so that's a hard I'm drinking one. an IPA here. Okay. Wait, it's called the uh, India what? pale ale. Okay. Oh, sh- yeah. So I just gave the question. <laughs> I so just told India you. pale well, ale. You're one for one. Yeah. I'm one for India one. Pale. India okay. pale. But, do but you know, why do they call it India you know, pale ale? <laughs> do you know why? It got its name. Oh, I, it I even guess what question number two is. Yeah. No, I don't. Why is it called India Pale Ale? Okay. So we're back in like the 1700s. India is a British territory. Okay. There's British soldiers there. There's ship beer Did there. you look this up today? I knew, I, <laughs> I knew it, but I had to get my facts perfect. So I did right. Google it. <laughs> okay. So they ship beer and it's spoiled because it was a long sail. It's a long boat ride. Okay. So this one guy, he got the idea of like, I'm going to throw a bunch of hops in there, Okay. which will allow less spoilage. So that's why it became a very fruity, um, high hop, but it was just to keep the beer safe Yeah. to get around that, you know, around that Africa to go to India. And so that's how, that's how it became IP. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I have another question from that. Okay. So, cause I love IPAs. Now yeah. I was a beer drinker. Yeah. I loved beer. Then I had my first IPA and I'm like, oh my gosh. Then you got the fruity citrus IPAs. The hazy, the juicy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. now I'm wanting well, to go back to IPAs. Why did it take from 1700 to 2019 right. for me to you know, try like, why did it take so long? Cause I feel like IPA is a relatively mm-hmm. recent term. I actually read about this. So the American IPA, the, what we know as IPA is a very hoppy, really some bitterness. Um, they call it international IBU international bitterness unit. Okay. Um, the American version as of late in this microbrew trend has okay. become a very hoppy version. You know, there's like seven styles. There's an English, English IPA, which is a very mellow, a little warmer. They served a little warmer. It was very easy drinking and mellow. Yeah. Um, and, and then we hit this crazy microbrew. There's like 8,700 microbrews I just read. Wow. In America, which is crazy. Um, but this American version has become extremely high. There's even 
a version of IPA called Experimental. Now they're like throwing in all sorts of weird stuff, you know, wow. chunks of surfboards, cereal. I mean, it's just crazy stuff, you know, stuff that I don't like. I love, I like the juicy and the hazies a lot. Though. I do too. I like, so, and I've seen an APA, you have the American, IPA, yeah, 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 yeah. The Imperial, the double IPA, which is like. The double's often, too much. too much alcohol for it, me, yeah. And it's too hoppy. Yeah, like, uh, right. Right. There's a certain point where you're putting too much hot sauce on the yes. on the sandwich. Agreed. You know, you can't chase the Agreed. sandwich anymore. But uh, session IPAs are are like the go. Those are the highest selling IPAs right now. Are the session pale ales, where it's okay, like the all day IPA and the ones you can have a couple of. Look at this! I'm learning a ton. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Good. Give me one more. I want one more. One more question. Right. Um, let's see. In 2020, what percentage of beer sales? constituted IPAs. Give me a percentage. Of all what the percentage? beer sales in America, what percent were IPAs? Oh my gosh, this is a good one. Right? That's a hard one. I would say 22%. Dang. It's 20. You're really good. Is it 20%? 20, two, zero. I thought it'd be lower. Yeah. You just think of how much Miller Lite and Bud Light and stuff are, are sold. But Well, it's funny. My friends coming over, like a lot of them still love High Life. I they, love high life. They love high life. It's wild. Or they'll still drink the light or the Coors Light. My brother-in-law will drink Coors Light all day long. He, you know, so as much as I think IPAs are changing the market, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I'm learning something. We'll do some more so what do you trivia next uh, next time. All right. We're going to bring, just bring new stuff. <laughs> we'll so. do like trivia on Bush Light. How about that? Uh, pick another. <laughs> no, we'll do Pick it, another yeah. brew. <laughs> Awesome. I have absolutely loved this. This is awesome. So I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as us. And uh, I can't say enough, but thank you guys for tuning in the Best Practices Show. We're just getting started. This is going to be amazing. Uh, and you're going to see we've got an incredible lineup uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. We have some really, really big names, which I'm crazy excited about. And then Barrett and I will continue our end of the day, Monday. Yeah. Happy hour. Happy hour with ACT. We're going to. We're going to figure, we'll figure out a segment uh, name here. Yeah. I don't love that one. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> we'll come up with some, but uh, what you guys can't expect is what we've shared all, all along. We're going to have your back the whole time. If you're a dentist and you own your own practice and you truly want to practice the way you want to, we're going to help you through this with the PPO Rubmat. So again, you can check it out www.actdental.com forward slash PPO. Check it out. Download your own copy. If you want help, reach out to us. We're here for you. So until we see you guys next time, keep watching the best practice show. You guys have a great day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.